Welcome back to the We Watch, We Collect podcast, episode number eight. We got one weekend officially down from baseball season, about three to four games already in. How are we feeling today, Chris? Really good. We are on Numero Ocho, and it was a pretty interesting weekend of baseball. It was an awesome weekend of baseball because baseball is back. I, I love it. It was great seeing games today. ESPN sucks. Uh, one thing I want to hit right away. One thing I saw the game. I watched the whole game. I am all for it. I want to. I want to start this episode on a high note. I'm all for it. Is the umpires mic'd up? Yeah, I'm all for it. Hundred percent, all for it. I was watching the Blue Jays game against the Rangers, and they had a play at the plate. And they, it, it went under review because it was pretty damn close. I watched it. It was pretty damn close. But it went under review. As soon as the, the, the umpire had the, the mic going and called uh, the runner safe, Blue Jays runner, by the way, in Roger Stadium, called him safe, you could have sworn they just, everyone in the entire crowd thought they scored the go-ahead run in Game 7 of the World Series. <laughs> it was loud, 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 loud. Nice. Loved it. I, I, I loved it. It brings the fans in. Uh, it, it, it helps fans n- who may not know the game as much to kind of be like, oh, okay, I see why. Or at least gives them an idea. It gives us, the fans that know what they're talking about, even more of that that engagement, that oomph, that it was like, oh, shit, hell yeah, he was safe. That's right. Like, it it was electric. It was badass. I loved every single part of it. I hope they I hope they stay with it with the mic'd up umpires. Nice. I'll definitely take your, definitely take your word for it. And uh, I am also liking the reviews all the umpires are doing. Everyone's making football jokes about it, but it is cool to hear announcements. Even though yesterday my Angels were robbed to run when Tyler Wade slid at home and was called out, but it looks like he barely touched it with his fingertip. But uh, the umpires called him out. But this whole rev- uh, announcement and review system is pretty nice. And what you just shared uh, between the Blue Jays and uh, Rangers, but yeah, I was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I had to start with that because that is the best thing that Rob Manfred has done this year, and I hope it stays. I hope the umpires don't get all salty about it at the end of the year. Like, no, we didn't like talking in front of the crowd or blah blah blah. Like, no, like. Don't give me that shit. Stay with it. It's helpful. It if 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 MLB wants to be like, no, we're gonna keep it. Show them that play at the plate safe call at the Blue Jays game. That's mm-hmm. the exact reason why you keep it because yeah. of that fan engagement at home, especially at home. But I just I just wanted to start with that real quick. No, that's cool. Do you think uh, they started uh, that? This year, after Joe West retired, <laughs> man, I, w- I wish he would have. I wish he would have stayed, come out of retirement, and just be mic'd up. Would you want to hear him mic'd up the whole game, Joe West? Uh, the whole game, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd want him to be at, well, of course, the home plate umpire to make the calls. But damn, what, that'd be so amazing. That would be so fun. What if he was pissing you off though? And still, I want. <laughs> I want to hear what he's, why he threw out my player. If he throws anybody out out of the game. No, but that, that is cool. I had to start with that because it was just badass. But we have a few things to go over. Uh, we got to talk about the Mets and your Nationals having a bench clearing thing. 
We have, I want to touch on the Devers and Xander extension talk. Uh, Hunter Green made his debut yesterday. Yes, he did. Had a great outing. We'll talk about that. Uh, ESPN sucks. Uh, I want to talk about, of course, my Red Sox series that happened in Yankee Stadium. I have that to cover as well. And what about you? Uh, I'll definitely talk about the Mets national dust up and uh, also mention the Angels Astros series. We'll always cover our team series in this podcast. But uh, in terms of other teams, there was um, some pretty interesting series across the league. I saw the White Sox Tiger series and also saw the uh, a little bit of the Braves Reds, as you had mentioned earlier, not just the Hunter Green, but uh those earlier games as well. But, uh, yeah, plenty to cover, plenty, plenty to discuss. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and branch off the the mic'd up umpires. We'll get into the Mets and Nationals. Wasn't a brawl. Got pretty close. But a benches clearing little scuffle they had. Lindor got thrown at in the head uh, by the by pitcher. I'm can't remember his name. Steve Ciszek. That's who who threw at him? Yes, at Lindor. Okay, and I guess it had something to do with what was happening last year, as far as I know, but it got into a a little thing, which is funny because MLB posted pictures of Lindor and Soto having a, like, looking like good friends out in the outfield, and then this happens. It almost, like like last year with the Yankees and the Mets game for 9-11, they're all goody-goody two-shoes before the game, and then they get into a brawl after that. So it kind of reminded me of that. Right. It was really weird, and uh, if you don't mind me going into it, I did not watch the entire series. I watched games one, three, and four, but this was game two, I believe. Yes, I think it was game two. I I think. But, they played uh, four games? I thought yeah. it was only three. It was... Uh, uh, Mets swept them. I no, thought it was three. It, it was... Uh, on our our side, one to three. Thurs, oh, wow. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, okay. But yeah, um, this was really weird to me because I had her, I was not watching that night, and uh, I believe Josiah Gray was pitching. You were texting me about his outing. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Yeah, um, I was not able to catch that game in particular live, but uh, after I saw your text and then saw the the whole uh, conundrum on social media about the Lindor getting hit. It was just very weird to me because I have like zero, you know, beef with the Mets right now, even though they're, they, they got a uh, beefed up with all their signings. Like I, I don't think nationals have beef with anybody. Yeah. We don't really throw at people like, because you have to remember Bryce Harper left. <laughs> like, so did all the, the incidents left with him because he was the one who would bring that type of thing to the nationals. But, even in our own dugout, everyone remembers Harper and uh, the former Red Sox, uh, Papelbon, right? Remember yep. that? Yep. But, yeah, we don't really do that. Neither do the Angels. And Yeah, because it, it's, it's hard because, for one, no one's really hated on that team or disliked. And, two, they're just not the fighting type team. No disrespect, but... Oh, no, I absolutely like, agree. Like, 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 
I don't know. Like, nope. <laughs> like, why would you fight the Angels or why would you want to fight the Nationals? Yeah, like <laughs> they do no wrong. <laughs> we don't let anyone step on us, but we don't start anything. And it's like yeah. the fact that all this happened. Apparently, we hit four batters, and that's quite a that's, that's quite a lot. That is, and like that was just so bizarre to me. And I am very grateful that Lindor is okay because a pitch to the face is always scary. Ask Kevin Pillar, and. Thankfully, not only was he all right, but he actually hit a home run in that following game, which was his first of the season. Which is great for our fantasy league, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, Mets fans, I have really no beef with any of you. Um, I'm actually really excited to see uh, Scherzer and DeGrom. We've talked about it, but this was just so bizarre, and I don't want it to continue because we're going to face them like another 25 times anyways. And Yeah, there's no need for it. There's no... I don't know. I just, I, I don't see that. I honestly, honestly thought the Yankees and Red Sox would have the first bench clearing of this year. Same here. I was looking forward to seeing that. I was hoping for it. Me too. I was like, please give it to me. And we could definitely talk about uh, the social interactions during that series, not just from fans and players, but uh, for maybe you and your sister, you can mention mm-hmm. how um, that first game was in that, that living room. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't really much to talk. She doesn't really keep up that much with the Yankees. Although, uh, she did uh, message me a couple of times asking about how the Aaron Judge extension was going on. Because mm-hmm. she had, it was all over baseball news. And she didn't really fully understand what was happening. So, I kind of broke it down to her that Aaron Judge turned it down because he felt like he deserved more money. And that yeah. he's not going to discuss a contract extension during the season, and that uh, and that basically he's taking a huge gamble and betting on himself that he's going to do very good this season, yeah. hoping so he can get paid more. But I told her that there's a downside to that is that if he doesn't do as well as he thinks he's going to do, then he misses out on more money and potential teams may not want to pay him as much, or the Yankees are going to lower their offers. Like hey. You didn't perform like we thought you were going to perform. So now, well, here's even less because he wants a lot, Yeah, I guess. But we'll see how that plays out. Supposedly, uh, Cashman's not going to offer him, not really going to go into negotiations during the season. Yeah, they want to honor that. And uh, he doesn't want to discuss contract negotiations during the season. So we'll have to wait till the offseason. So. Yeah. My prediction for his extension was wrong. Well, not wrong, but it didn't happen. But there's potential that he will no longer be a Yankee. Yeah, but as you said, uh, he's going to bet on himself and he might take a risk. But uh, he's looking to get more than, I believe, the $220 million he was offered. Yeah, he Brian, wants more. Brian Cashman said that before the, the opening uh, game in that series. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it was more. No, no, no. It was close because they would have paid him whatever he's going to get paid this year, and then his contract would have been started for next year. That's what it would have been because he's getting paid a certain amount for this year. I, don't, I can't remember the the amount, but it would have added on because a lot of people were putting out different numbers like, no, well, it's seven years this. No, it's eight years this. No, it's seven years this. No, it's it would have been seven years whatever they would have given him, but it's eight total because of what he's getting paid for this year. Yeah. So that's why a lot of things are going back and forth, whether it's seven or eight. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, 
I know we've said this before, just got to reiterate it, but Yankee fans want him to stay. They they need they, him to stay. They were chanting for him in that opening game, and the all rise section was you know in full effect. And I I don't I don't remember who it was, but I it may have been one of our uh, Sunday League podcast uh, fantasy opponents, but uh, they said if Judge does leave the Yankees, it'll be a riot in New York. Or something, yeah. but but I mean that's that's on them. Uh, I don't know if so far, I guess he's not surprising everybody, but I mean, it's only three games in four games in, but we'll see how it goes at the end of the season, whether they actually can uh, discuss contracts. If not, well, if they don't, he's a free agent anyway, at the end of the season, he's a free agent, whether after the season or after the postseason, if they're there, he's a free agent regardless. Yeah. So, there's going to be a lot of teams throwing money at him. A lot of players from other teams that are going to be talking to him. And because players do that all the time. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, Yankees aren't the only ones with all the money out there. Everyone's already saying, oh, judge to the Dodgers confirmed. Oh, it kind of makes no. sense because they can they trade Bellinger to get some prospects or whatever. And then they can sign judge and... I don't know. Dodgers want everybody. But the thing about the Dodgers is they get players that have beaten them in the World Series or or in the postseason. Like in 18, they took Mookie Betts away from us. Uh, They took Trey Turner, Max Scherzer from you guys because they they got beat. Oh, don't remind me. They took – now they have Craig Kimbrell now from 2018. Like – like everybody who beat him, I guess, is gonna end up on that team. So right. that's very Kevin Durant esque, like in basketball. <laughs> I, I don't know him that much, but could be right. Right. But uh yeah, that's what's going on with that. But um I guess back to the Nationals Mets little bench clearing thing. I was kinda surprised. It yeah. Yeah, it was nothing major, but like I said, I'm glad Lindor's okay. But um, I will give ups to the Mets pitching. Not only um, Chris Bassett, who was Dylan against us, but uh, I don't remember his name in the game before that, but he was a young guy in the Mets staff, and he was pretty decent. Oh, I don't I don't know. I, I can't recall. I'll get his name, but uh, he, uh, he did really well. So two really good performances by the Mets. Uh, pitching. Speaking on extensions, I did want to give, I don't know if you were curious, but I did want to give my thoughts on the whole Devers turning down an extension and Bogarts not wanting to get an extension done during the season as well. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely interested in hearing what you have to say because we actually kind of, not only have we talked about it, off the podcast, but we've mentioned it a little bit before in yeah. previous episodes. So I would even like like two or th- maybe one or two years before where I felt De- uh, Xander might walk. I remember that. It is his opt out year. I so remember you saying that. Here's my thing. All it it flat out. If I had to pick one guy, it would be Devers. To be a hundred percent honest, it, it would have to, it have to be Devers. I don't blame you. If I wanted to keep the the spirit of the Red Sox 
in the fan base or at Fenway, then you go Xander. He's the captain. And I do I think the Red Sox can sign both? Yeah. Do I think they're going to do it? I, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know if what Xander was might be thinking. I don't know if he was a little like I guess salty or iffy about the whole you guys signed a shortstop when I'm right here thought. But I don't know. It it would hurt to see Xander in another team. R- hurt really really bad. Hey, I'm not comparing to directly, but it really sucks to see Trey Turner and Dodger Blue. So, I understand. <laughs> um but and then and then the Devers thing, like he's he's getting better every single year. Definitely. And, like he I don't know how far off. Supposedly they were really far off on the money thing, but that's why agents tell you you don't accept the first offer. Everyone knows that. Yeah. And but I mean, I'd like to have them both. I'd I'd love to keep them both. I can't see Xander on another team, or I'd love for Devers to get paid, because now since he's not doing that, he's also kind of like, in like Judge in in a way betting on himself, and Xander and also in a way if he plans on opting out, then he's looking to get more, which Xander is it's a little different because he's he. He doesn't have like those huge years like these guys do. Nobody it's has. more it's more steady, so he will get paid more. He should get paid more because he's one of the like top ten shortstops in the league. So I think he knows that he's gonna get paid more, but still regardless, he still wants to have that good season to where he can go up to the Red Sox and be like, Look, look what I did for you. Give me give me five, six years, just like story. Give me give me the same. I wouldn't that's that would be great. Devers, I think, needs like, he's like 12. Yeah. So he, he needs like a, a 10 plus deal going on right now. Hey, those would be 10 great years because he, he he's is, getting I better. I think he as is you 25. Said. Like, what are we doing? Right. He needs a 10, a 10, at least a 10. He'll be 35. That's great. And then when that deal is done or whatever, he can opt out, become a DH. But. That's my view on it. I I really hate to see Xander on another team. Um, I don't know. Red Sox are in a weird position. This position really hasn't happened for a while until the past when Mookie Betts won. Before that, it's it's been a while. So it's. Uh. I hear you. Can I give you some feedback on this? Yeah, I absolutely agree from your viewpoints because Xander has always been consistently efficient and he commands that infield of yours. He's a captain. Yes. And going to Devers, like in 18, everyone was talking about Acuna and Soto and Otani. That was also Devers' rookie year for the most part. And yeah. he had a good year that year and he got better the following year. And even though 2020 was a short season, he, he was all right. And he was it, great in 2019. Holy shit. Yeah. Devers was great in 2019. Like I said, when everyone was talking about uh, Acuna, Soto, and Otani those years, uh, Devers was. Putting great numbers, and you said he's still a kid. Like yeah, he like looks 12. twelve. <laughs> so, yeah. like you said, what are they doing? But he had to choose between the two. Is very tough. But I agree with you, Devers, because I, not not only is he really good at as um, batting. Uh, don't mean to interrupt you, but his defense is getting better. 
Yeah, I, it it will. I hope. But if I had to pick one guy, it would be Rafael Devers. If I had to pick, like, hey, we can only sign one. Gotta go with Devers. Have to. Like, you can't give up that power or everything he's got when he's at the plate. You can't give that to another team. Yeah. But that's my thing. That's my whole thing with that. Well, I would like for to see somehow, some way, you guys to retain both of them in there. They stay with Story and whoever you have at first, whether it's Dalbeck or Casas. I hope so. So that infield could be around for a good four or five, six years. And then another Red Sox news I saw this morning is that Red Sox are uh, one of the front-running teams to sign Michael Conforto, another outfielder, which I wouldn't mind. We have Christian Arroyo who played his first game in the outfield recently and his first ever game in the outfield ever. So, and he kind of wasn't very good. He tried to make some catches that he wasn't there for. Made a good, made a good one, a sliding one later on, but he's not an outfielder and we could all, we could use a fourth outfielder in Michael Conforto. And we get power behind it too. I can see that. I've heard some very uh, scathing, criticism of Michael Conforto from people in the hobby and people in comment sections, but I haven't really seen him play much when he was with the Mets. Neither did I. Um, I'll quote a comment I saw once. This was like two, three years ago that uh, Bryce Harper is a more expensive version of Michael Conforto. And I couldn't really analyze or digest that at a time, but I specifically remember someone saying that about Michael Conforto when Huh. Bryce Harper was a free agent, but uh, huh? He, he might he could be help you like your outfield, like you said. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him. That would be great. It'd be like having like another older version of Kyle Schwarber. Right, you are. And um, just to uh, go back to that uh, young Mets pitcher I mentioned earlier, his name is uh, Tyler Megill or Megill. Oh, okay. He is six seven, two thirty. So Damn. he, the man is a pretty much a tower and he was dealing that night that was opening night by the way against the nationals but uh he was very good for the mets we'll see what happens with the whole devers and xander thing hunter green Ooh, that was really cool to see made his mlb pitching debut which i saw by the way i saw the game i didn't see I it i li- had to see it i didn't see it live but uh i saw the highlights i i had to see it and he had in my opinion a Pretty good rookie debut outing, and but it was, it was great seeing him pitch. It was. it was really good. His his command was a little off sometimes, but all of it was just high. That's what I've noticed. All his fastballs that he was trying to throw a little bit, maybe at the belt or a little bit higher, he just missed a little bit high. That was the only thing I noticed about his command, which that could always be fixed, but. In his final stat line, it was five innings, three underrun, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Not yes. bad. Not bad at all. He reached triple digits 20 times. 20 times, in yeah. The outing. And I think more than half of them were strikes. And there was one thing, and I even I had to touch on it because I'm a pitching guy. I noticed a lot. And it was just incredible to see and ballsy, which was... I had to write it down. At the moment I saw it, I had to write it down. He struck out Adam Duvall, which is no no slouch at the plate. Duvall's a good hitter. Uh, Albies on first, by the way. 
So I'm thinking as a manager or I'm thinking as a pitcher, oh, they're going to steal on me. I'm a rookie. I don't know nothing. They're going to steal on me. What does he do? He strucks out Adam Duvall on three sliders. Three straight sliders struck him out. Filthy, filthy sliders. I'm like, that's ballsy. That is. Albies can run. Oh, my. I had to write that down the moment I saw it because I was like, damn. To be that, that that was just good to see. Three straight sliders, sit down, and you're not going to steal on me. That, That was so good to see. Yeah, really good outing against the defending world champions. And um, some interesting stats here. Um, apparently, Hunter Green threw 15 first-pitch strikes of his 21 batters faced. That's great. And according to StatCast, um, Hunter Green's forcing fastball, which he used 56 times, averaged 99.7 miles per hour. Gas. Gas, dude. And his uh, highest... Uh, Speed pitch was 101.6, which Matt Olson lined to right field for Atlanta's first hit. But And you know what? I think that was the only hit off the fastball. Everyone else either fouled it off or didn't touch it. That yeah. was the only one. I think so. And to bring up your earlier points, uh, he also threw 23 sliders with 11 swings and 5 misses. And his average was about 86 miles per hour with that slider. Ooh, I can only... Five misses, and three of those misses were from Adam Duvall. Yes. So, uh, otherwise, all the other pitches that weren't swung at were probably for strikes. Yeah, and he also strikes. He also used his chained up his changeup uh, thirteen times with the uh, five swings and one miss. His changeup was okay. It was alright. He didn't throw it as much. It was it was not a strikeout pitch for him. It was just like a get me over to ahead in the count type pitch. That's what I've noticed. Yeah, he opened with the one two three first inning and. Through his first 10 batters he faced, he had six strikeouts. Filthy. Good start, Hunter Green. Good start. Filthy, filthy, But I had to watch it because I was curious about what his outing would look like, and I'm glad I did because it was just great to watch. I love watching pitchers pitch. Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to check out his next start, but uh, I kind of want to call our friend Dre Day and see what uh, he's done with that 2019 in-person auto he got at the 2019 National. Oh, man. I want to see if he still has it. Hopefully he has it. Yeah, I uh, saw Dre Day, by the way. I was at Jordan's shop uh, Saturday. Cool. I was there. Uh, I saw Dre Day there. Who else was there? Obviously, Jordan was there. There's definitely a good uh, community of card collecting here in Albuquerque, and a lot of those guys are good guys, good collectors. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to get into some more stat lines from pitchers, because I'll save one pitcher for last. Because there is something I want to talk about with him. But other pitchers that stood out to me was Sean Manaya and his first start as a Padre. Alrighty. Which was seven innings, one walk, seven strikeouts. Pretty good. Amazing. Which they almost had a no-hitter, but it was broken up by the same pitcher who almost had a no-hitter with you, Darvish. The wow. same pitcher, they relief pitcher they brought in, he he gave up the f- hit to break up the no-hitter in I, both games, which is funny. I believe the first one was uh, Pavin Smith of the Diamondbacks who broke up that yeah. first one. Yep. Yeah. Pa- Pavement Smith. If we have, there's like a running joke in the chat for the Sunday League podcast. 
Really? With everybody. So now everyone's calling him Pavement Smith. <laughs> but there's a huge running joke about him. Hilarious. Uh, one of the Padres podcast doesn't like him already because he broke up the no-hitter. But it's <laughs> hilarious because people were saying, like, I can't believe both no-hitters, uh, the hit was off of the same relief pitcher, which is hilarious. Aye, aye, aye. But um, that was Shamanaya's first start as a Padre. Great start. Uh, Shohei Otani's first start. Ooh, I saw that. I saw that as well. Uh, first thing I want to say, in only 80 pitches. Okay? Keep that in mind. Which is a, a little bit much, but still. Yeah, that's by design. It's, but. A, it's a little bit much. It's about 20 or so pitches an inning. Uh, four, four and two-thirds inning pitched. One earned run, one walk. Nine strikeouts dude against them Astros nine strikeouts three of them were Jose Altuve which I loved yeah that's right that's right oh man but I saw that outing great outing that damn but I wish I wish he would have gone five a five just seems like a good number it's the new thing now that pitchers are gonna try to do go five get the bullpen in which I don't like nowadays pitchers are not really pushed to go seven innings, which sucks because I agree. But I mean, five, I guess it seems like the magic number now for starting pitchers, but it was still a great outing from Otani. Uh, it was great seeing him pitch again. And then we even that game, we even got to see the, the first look at the Otani rule. Cause he was still hitting after he got uh, pulled from the game. Yeah. Which is weird, but it's still cool though. Now, the pitcher that I want to get into, Crybaby. <laughs> oh, let me, uh, let's get this game going because I want to pitch and throw a no-hitter at my home ballpark when when there's Billy Crystal throwing out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium oh. and Garrett Cole. What a damn Crybaby. I was four, watching that game. Four minute delay, dude. Four minute delay. And he's over there screaming, hyping, let's go in the dugout. And Yankee broadcasters, they're recording him, posting him like, oh, look how passionate this dude is. Four innings, four hits, three on the runs, one walk, three strikeouts. Devers took him deep. I saw that. Like, you, he's afraid of Devers, for one, and he took his ass deep. First inning, by the way. So, wow. Maybe those... Four minutes, he probably would have thrown a no-hitter, dude. If those four minutes hadn't happened, he would have thrown a no-hitter. Probably. Blame Billy dude. Crystal, huh? He would have. No, you, Billy Crystal, man. Dude's an icon in the Yankee world, man. He's Michael. like the number one Yankee fan in, in Hollywood right now. He, he, he And huge baseball fan, by the way. Directed the movie 61. That's a very good with movie. With Roger Maris. About Roger Maris. Very good dude, movie. great movie. Like, can't get any more Yankee fan than that. Mike Wazowski. And, and and your ace, your your $600 million man or whatever, is over there mad and, hot and getting us upset because he's throwing out the first pitch. Four-minute delay, and he, Billy Crystal took away his no-hitter. <laughs> Probably a perfect game. Billy Crystal took away Garrett Cole's perfect game. Oh my goodness! And you know what? That's that's really mean of Billy Crystal. That's that's really mean. I, I don't know why you would do that to your to your team's ace, 
But you know what? That's not very considerate. You shouldn't be doing that to Garrett Cole. You shouldn't be taking four minutes and in a delay. That's very inefficient. Very inefficient at Yankee Stadium because you know it's it's Yankee Stadium. We got to be on time for everything. Got to shave. And you know what? Garrett Cole should have a perfect game right now. What a travesty. Or, or a no-hitter. He should have a, a no-hitter or a perfect game. But because of Billy Crystal and his four minutes, it caused Garrett Cole that perfect game. Unbelievable. That, that's, that's sad, man. I can't believe that they would do that to him. And you know what? Spill- Garrett Cole is the biggest crybaby in baseball. For Pete's sake. For anybody <laughs> who has heard, probably all Red Sox fans have heard the whole interview for Pete's sake about the sticky stuff. Like, for Pete's sake, let's let's get these four minutes. Let's clean it up. These Come four on. minutes can't happen anymore. Clean it up. Come on. <laughs> but I'm going to get into the... Red Sox Yankees series. We lost the series to uh one to two, I guess. Whatever. Uh before we get really into that, can I just mention something? Yeah. As of this moment, Monday, April eleventh, all our teams are one and three right now. So Hell yeah. can we do the Spider Man pointing each other meme? Because several times the last few seasons, um, even in the middle of the season, our teams have had literally the same record at certain points during the season. And I always think That's it's true. so funny because we uh, always bring up the the Spider-Man meme and uh, we could do it right now because we're all one and three at the moment. But uh, I'd be sick. But you know what? I, I honestly, I wish we would have got swept. Really? Because last year when we got swept, we won nine in a row. I remember that you were down in the dumps because it was so, against the Orioles. And yeah, right? and it was against the Orioles. So I was like. Fuck, here comes another 2019 season. but And then we lost nine in a row. So you never know. This one and two start, we can win 10 in a row or uh, 20. I don't know. 30. Hopefully. Go for it. But we didn't lose. Three. We didn't get swept. I was happy about that. But one thing I did notice watching those games is that the Yankees didn't win easily. No, no. They, that- did, they did not win easily. They had to come back from being down at least two runs. But... Uh, it was great watching the games. I didn't get to see the second one, but I saw the uh, first one and I saw the uh, third one. Um, but yeah, none of their wins came easily. Josh Donaldson's little roll single walk off was like little league. It was dumb. Yeah, and as you said in the Major League Baseball uh, Instagram post, you commented that uh, they're gonna pretty much make a statue of him now. Yeah, I think they are, man. I think it'll I think they're starting it right now. Uh I think it might go up in Times Square, honestly. Oh, that would be such a good place for a statue. Yeah, cuz you know it gets a lot of traffic, so they're going to have to do that. They'll probably retire his number in the home opener next year. Um But yeah. So, but it good, was good for Josh Johnson, you're going to get your number retired, so. Oh yeah. Good it's, for him. It's going to join the lineup of retired numbers at Yankee Stadium, but uh Honestly, it was a good series. It was just back and forth, Red Sox Yankees, which you do love to see either either way. Yeah, regard. I love to see. I love to see it. But uh, that was a good home run by Bobby Dalbeck to win last night's game. It was a great home run. He did. He won the game first. Yeah, winning run. He so, he won. He hit the the go ahead run, or the winning run. And um, one thing that I will get into. ESPN sucks. Oh boy, I want to hear this. The broadcast 
that ESPN did for Sunday Night Baseball, Red yeah. Sox-Yankees, their first Sunday Night Baseball, the whole K-Rod cast thing. I didn't watch that. I'm not going to watch them, too. Um, yeah, but, they're trying to do what the Manning brothers are doing from like Monday Night Football or something. Yeah, and it was horrible. No one liked it. Uh, ESPN broadcast was heavily Yankee biased, which mm. it goes to show because they have Yankee broadcasters doing it, which is one, like, what the shit? That's, two, That's unbelievable. Two, every single time the Yankees got a hit or did something, their voice was louder. Whenever it was the Red Sox, it was like crickets. Like, nothing happened. I know what you're talking about. I've seen that and, before. And, like, for... And then the one thing, yesterday, like, they kept bringing up, oh, um, uh, Giancarlo Stan has hit a home run in the in whatever consecutive games of the Red Sox. Will he do it this the, uh, this game? It's his uh, the, uh, last chance to get it or his last at-bat. And then, like, so what? You're just pulling for Giancarlo Stan to hit a game-tying home run and keep the game going? Like, yes. what the shit is that? And then, they were. like, right before uh, the bottom of the ninth inning is when they started talking about it. And it goes straight to Yankees, straight to Yankees, talking about the Yankees, bringing up old Yankees, bringing up past. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> if. Yeah. No, so I, this is the Red Sox fan talking out of me. So it's just stupid. But, like, if you're going to have a, uh, uh, a leader in quote unquote sports. Uh, broadcasting station do a Yankee Red Sox game keep it neutral like because then no yeah. one's gonna want to watch I hated watching it but it was the only way I can watch it I I I rather watch it I could have just listened to it with the home audio with but I wanted to watch it I hear you primetime games are always fun to watch but come on ESPN yeah it, I, I, I didn't like that whole I didn't like ESPN doing it I hope it's the last one that they do for Yankees Red Sox. Um, but it was just bad. I didn't like it. ESPN sucks. Completely understand. That's my thing with that whole ESPN thing and Garrett Cole being a crybaby. Uh, four minutes, four minutes, I guess, can change the life of everybody, I guess. But, and Josh Donaldson is going to have his number retired. And put right in the middle of Times Square. Um, but yeah, ESPN sucks. I don't like ESPN. Never did. All right. I want to bring up some quick little highlights throughout this opening weekend and opening games. Uh, Jazz Chisholm had a really nice diving catch. I saw that one the other day. And, uh, so did, uh, Joe Adele. Nice home run robbery. And the first hits for Bobby Witt Jr. and Julio Rodriguez were pretty nice. I believe they were uh, both doubles, were they not? I think so. I think they were both doubles. So Torkelson hasn't gotten a hit. Has he not? Nope. And he's not playing in this game that we're currently watching Red Sox right now. He's not playing. Well, we'll Which see. also sucks because he's in our fantasy team. Right. So get a hit, man. Get us some points. Maybe not too much against the Yeah, wait till Red Sox. you play another team. But, yeah, I believe Spencer Torkelson hasn't gotten his hit yet. Uh, a couple of strikeouts, though. But he hasn't gotten a hit yet. Yeah, some good uh, baseball this opening day slash week. But um, 
can I bring up something that happened overseas, Chris, that was just extraordinary? Javi Baez just hit a two-run home run. Two-run home run against the Red Sox. Fuck. But, yeah, Chris, this happened in Japan, Japan, over the weekend. 20-year-old Roki Sasaki threw a 19-strikeout perfect game. He plays How old? 20 years old. 20 years old. He's not even old enough to drive here in the U.S. <laughs> well, yeah, he is. He's not old enough to drink. Drink, there you like, go. He's not even, he couldn't even celebrate. He couldn't even take a shot for his perfect game, which he probably did. But, some, some sake. But, uh, yes, 19 strikeouts. Perfect game. The first perfect game in the Nippon Professional Baseball League, um, Japanese Major League. Since 1994, it's the 16th perfect game in Japanese league history. Does it have their most recent, aside from this one? The last one that was done? Like I said, in 1994. Oh, 94? Yes. Holy shit. And um, Mr. Uh, Roki Sasaki is a right-hander. He p- pitches for the Chiba Lots Mar- Marines. Okay. He d- did this against the Oryx Buffaloes. And he... Um, Struck out 13 consecutive batters at one point. I saw that. That is incredible. And this performance, which I want to see more of, quite honestly, because the last couple of years I've been getting more and more interested in the Japanese major leagues. Mm -hmm. I just want to see this, not just highlights, but I kind of want to see the whole performance because he just dealt. And like I said, 20 years old, right-hander, 19 strikeouts. First perfect game since 94, and this is just extraordinary, and I can only imagine where he goes from here if he continues to even, you know, do decently. He has a fastball that tops 100 miles per hour, and he throws a fork ball. A fork ball. Of all pitches. Well, in U.S., they call that a splitter. A splitter or a split finger fastball. A fork ball kind of, eh. A fork ball is very old school, though. Yeah. Very old school. But now they call it a split-finger fastball, which almost looks like that, which a lot of guys get a lot of cut in their web of their fingers from yeah. throwing the splitter. But it's usually about that. I don't know you guys can't see, but usually split right on the two seams. It's a split-finger fastball or a fork ball. Otani throws that, too, sometimes. And um, he threw 105 pitches to... To uh, complete this perfect game, it is the first no hitter since August fifteenth, two thousand twenty. But as I said, the first perfect game since May eighteenth, nineteen ninety four. Damn, that's quite a long time. But this is just an extraordinary outing, and I, like, as I said, I want to see uh, more of it. But uh, good on the kid, Roki Sasaki. That might be a name we have to keep an eye on in the coming years, Chris. Yeah, he might make it to... Well, do you think he'll go to the KBO or the MLB? I think MLB, if he, like I said, he continues to do decently and build off this. Well, okay. Well, here, here's the thing. He he threw a perfect game. No easy feat, regardless. But what what is the rest of his... Well, I'm assuming their season first started. Yeah, I, I believe it's still early in this Japanese season. I could be wrong. Okay. Because, I mean, it's not obviously not very, not 
easy to throw a perfect game, but I'd be interested to see what the rest of his stats look like. Me too. I don't have them all right here, but um, and don't get me wrong. I know the Japanese game is different from the American game, but very different. I'd say players are shorter. I'd <laughs> say the the Japanese league is the second best league, probably in the world. The Jap- Japanese baseball. Yeah, the Japanese yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, no doubt. I say it's number two in the world, but uh, still really competitive and really um, t- tough um, competition. But yeah, it is the. Um, I'm reading here. Apparently, he's from the same prefecture as Shohei Otani as well, which is interesting. But um, how tall is he? I have no idea. But uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but that was the 94th no hitter in Japanese pro baseball history. 94. The 94th one. How many does MLB have? No idea. That seems like a lot. 94. It does. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look this up. I'm curious to see how many no hitters MLB has. I'm so because 94 seems like a lot. It is, but uh, what a performance! I'm gonna keep my eye on my eye on him going forward. But 19 strikeouts, 13 in a row, and then, yeah, 19. That's he that is, is a lot. He is six three, six three, six foot three. Roki Sasaki. Oh, okay. They, oh, okay. Okay, 94, I guess, this seemed like a lot, but MLB, you want to guess on how many MLB has? 150. Uh, no. Last one was actually thrown September 11th of last year because, you know, last year had like 50 no-hitters. Yeah. But uh, what did you say? 150? Yeah, that's my guess. Uh, 314. Whoa. So, okay, never mind. But 94 still, seemed like a lot, but... Still, I think uh, MLB has about a good 40, 50 years longer than... The Japanese yeah, Pro League, because I think the Japanese Pro League may have started before after World War II. I could be wrong. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah. They also call this kid the Monster of Rewa, by the way. What a, what a cool nickname. Oh, wow. But, yeah, he dealt. So, let's keep an eye on him going forward. Let's, you, let's play a fun game. Which team do you think has the most no-hitters? It uh, is also the team... That has that's been no hit, the most the most no hit. Yes, they have the most no hitters, and they have been no hit the most as well. Okay, which is uh, kind of funny. My first inclination is either Yankees or Dodgers because of their long history. But uh, I'll give you the top one, two, three, four, five. Maybe top five. Well, we'll go down the list. Okay, um, it'll be kind of fun. My official guess is the Brooklyn slash Los Angeles Dodgers. L.A. Dodgers with 26. Uh, but I believe that goes back to Brooklyn as well. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to pick everything. Um, I'm, I'm looking through the names here. I don't see any old school. No, they're not going old school names. It's just all in all, all of it right now. They have 26. And they have been no hit 20 times. Well, they have like 115 year history. So, yeah. One every four or so years or more or less. I don't know. Who is the the second and third? Second is the Chicago White Sox with 20. And they have been no hit 13 times. Boston Red Sox with 18. They have been no hit 12 times. Chicago Cubs with 17. They have been no hit seven times. So that's a good ratio. They have a good KD. That's a, that's a pretty good kill death ratio. As in the kids video say, game world. As the kids say nowadays. Yeah. 
Um, Cincinnati Reds was also 17. Giants was 17. Um, okay, now it gets into the goofy numbers where teams have been no hit more than they have no hitters. Atlanta Braves with 14 no hitters, but have been no hit 17 times. I believe my Montreal Expos were one of those. Probably. And then here, look at this one. The Philadelphia Phillies have 13 no hitters, but they have been no hit 19 times. <laughs> wow. But every uh, so far, every team has a no hitter. And I am assuming that the last team to get one was the Diamondbacks. No, it would be uh, Brewers. No. <laughs> it was on September 11th, no, right? Padres. I'm sorry. Padres were the last team to get it finally. Oh, yeah. By, uh, um, your boy, Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove. Yep. And I saw that game. Um, but yeah, they were the last team to get one. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. Uh, we should definitely guess later on how many no-hitters will be this year. But um, Two. You say two. I say around four. Four. You think four even without the sticky stuff? Yes. Wow, that's quite a bit. I would say two. If not, no, you know what? None. Okay. No, no hitters. No sticky stuff. No, no hitters. Okay. No sticky stuff. But to close on the original point, shout out to Roki Sasaki on just an incredible performance in Japan. Yeah, that's badass. 19 strikeouts and then 13 consecutive strikeouts. Let's keep an eye on him, hobby-wise especially, because I'm pretty sure we're going to hear about him in a few so years. So he's 20? 20 years old. Oh, yeah. We'll see him in the next maybe two, three years possibly. Yeah. Mariners are like probably already over in Japan right now talking to oh, they love Japanese people. players yeah they're, they're probably already talking to them by now no, but, but that's badass that's crazy is. but uh, let's get into some other topics if you um, we saw Vladimir Guerrero already pretty much has the longest home run in MLB with 467 feet I saw that holy shit I, I told damn. you damn I told you he's probably gonna win the home run crown he's off to a good start like not just in numbers, but because I know he's not in the lead, but just in terms of just a statement home run. Oh, my goodness. That is huge, huge home run. And I think it was that game where the team, I think, hit, what, four or five home runs? I think so. They were. So and they lost that game. Did they? Yeah, that was the game they lost. Wow. Crazy. See, solo dingers are not always a guaranteed victory. Yeah, that is crazy. That the That's uh, Guerrero hit one, Springer hit one. One player on the Blue Jays I've never heard of hit one. Um, uh, Bo Bichette, I believe, hit one that game. So I think it was four, and they still lost that game. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, today's Monday, April 11th. But yesterday there were so many grand slams. I oh, think apparently Slam Diego is back as well. Oh, yeah? So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, across across the league, there were a lot of grand slams yesterday. I kept reading the stat lines as I was watching the Nationals-Mets game yesterday. Yeah. I just see grand slam, so-and-so, grand Gary, slam, Gary so Sanchez hit a grand slam. Yeah? He finally, he finally hit a home run to where he pimped the bat, and it actually counted. Wow. The first time he did that, the ball did not carry out, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, dude, make sure it's out. But he did hit a grand slam, and it did go out, and I thought it was pretty cool. And I also think it's very funny that him and Carlos Correa are teammates. Right. It's hilarious. But Carlos Correa also has one of the longest home runs hit yeah. this season already. Yeah, he hit the third deck of target field, I believe. Yeah, he he can hit, man. He can hit. Now, it again, it's only a couple of the first few games, but 
Could the Twins make it? Can they contend with the White Sox? Well, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, but when Correa signed his deal, but I said uh, it's a win-win in terms of contract for both the uh, Correa and the Twins. But yeah, if they can if they compete, then Correa is going to stay, obviously. But like they could get a. I don't know if they'll do what they did in 2019 with all those home runs, but that was the year they won 100 games, wasn't it? I think was so. 19, I believe so. And but uh, hey, we'll see because. Um, Tigers ended up walking off against the White Sox on that opening day, I believe. Even though, as you said, it's just the first series. Yeah, it, it is hard to judge. Well, impossible to judge with who's going to go where and who's going to perform what because it's only been three, four games. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Because as of right now, their pitching looks like Joe Ryan... Sonny Gray, which I I like Sonny Gray. Bailey Auber, Ober, Auber, uh, Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer, who I don't like, and Chris Paddock. And they have Kentamite on the IL and Randy Dobnek on the IL as well. I'm still sticking with the Red Sox as my AL Central pick, but... uh, That's the East. No, that's Central. When you say Red Sox. Oh, I meant White Sox. (laughs) White Sox. My mistake, White Sox. Yeah, I'm still going to keep with the White Sox. You can you can like give a little bit of kudos to the Twins if they get close, but I think it's I think it's a it's a wash. The White Sox are taking it. Yeah, just uh, it's just fun to see baseball again. Yeah, it's great to have baseball back. Good moments, and I'm excited for this next week. Um, would you like to start our? Well, actually, before we get into our series picks that we want to watch, because we both have one. Uh-huh. Um, I do want to actually put out. That you know this, that I break down my baseball season in thirds. Two months, two months, two months. Mm-hmm. You know about it. Yeah, you Where uh, April and May are my watch the team, break them down, see what we look like. My June, July are kind of my cool down months. Your, hi- your hibernation months, as I my, call my them. Little, my, I still watch games, but I don't, not that I don't care. I... I don't worry as much because it's the middle of the season. Usually there are gaps, but they can be uh, shortened by later in the months. So June, July are my cool down months because also the uh, all-star break is there. You know, have a little fun with that. It's hot. I don't like being outside. (laughs) I hate the heat. You're going to be outside a lot this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty. Yep. Pretty much. But June and July are my cool down months. August and September, those are my uh, crunch time months. Those are the months, months, months that I pay attention the most, where I worry the most, where I want my team to win the most. Those are these those two months where every game to me counts. Yes. Of course, every game counts, but uh, August September, don't be lollygagging. No, like. Get your shit together. It's crunch time, especially when we're in contention. Yes, I've seen this twice in the time I've known you. I saw it in 2018 when we first started hanging out. Last year. And I saw it last year. Last year, my sister damn near thought I was going to have a heart attack. I remember you saying that. In those two months last year. Because so stressful. With games that I recruit were supposed to be crucial wins and we get swept by... Speaking of which, the Tigers 
we had got swept by the Tigers, I think, it's, uh, late August or early September. And then we got swept by the fucking Yankees when we needed to win. And it was at Fenway. And that was the game where, uh, I don't think I ever told you, but that was the game where my girlfriend actually got a glimpse of what I act like when my team loses. Yeah. Because Stan hit that grand slam, pissed me off, threw, threw I think I threw like my phone or my hat on the ground. I walked like to her kitchen. I was like, like all just pissed off and we ended up losing. And I was like, son of a bitch. But it, in the end, it kind of didn't matter because we ended up with the same record, uh, 92 and 70. But yeah, like those two months, I, I'm a totally different person. Those two months, no, I'm I a totally different person watching my team play anyway. Like everyone oh, I know. knows, like if my team loses, don't talk to me. Oh, I know. Um, that's my favorite uh, side of you. Actually, I don't see it often, but I, that's my favorite side of you. You don't. You don't see it that often. That's why I want to see a, an Angels Red Sox postseason series eventually, because that's going to be really fun between me and you. But I told <laughs> you, I don't know if I'd be able to watch that game with you, those games with you, because I am totally different. I'm a shit talker. I am like no, the I, other team is my. I hate the other team. Oh, I understand, so, but I want that. I want to see that in you because I can oh, handle it. I don't know. We'll see. I'm looking forward to that day, Chris. But, uh, you know, I, I respect that you do that in thirds, but uh, I can watch the whole season through and through. I, that's just how I, how I am. But uh, I'm just uh, very happy to see uh, our teams on the field again. And um, can we mention what you text me earlier about you think you thinking this new look for this Houston Astros. Oh yeah. Can I, we, I, I love their city connect jerseys. They, man. they are very nice. I love the all blue, like the grid on their sleeve. I like the space city. Their hats are sweet. I the love sold it. There's two things that sold them that, okay. that, that sold, uh, them to me. It was the socks uh-huh. And the numbers on the thigh. Yeah. That is, that's badass. I we, think that's so badass. Uh, I'm not going to ask you, are you going to get one? But if, no. you, if you were to get one, which player would you get? Because I'd go with Bregman. Bregman? Local, yeah, I, local I'd boy. Go with Bregman. Yeah. Wow, that is so disgusting. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with him, but I would not get one. I hear you, but they look really nice. And you told me they're the best looking ones so far. That's where we disagree. So I understand your opinion because I really like our blooming cherry, cherry blossom blooming. Here comes the bloom. But uh, they are really. I love the hats. The hats the are, are so sweet. cool. I love. I love that the font, the colors that they went with were not solid. Like it wasn't just yellow or orange. Or that reddish, it was the mix. Like you look at their font, the outline of their font, uh, and I love the font. By the way, that's another thing. The font is great. I like it, but too. the color, even the hat, the logo on their hat was just like that swooping motion around the H. It just looked badass. Yeah, and the color combination is true to their identity. The whole tequila sunrise look. Yeah, that they they had and for then a long I, time. I, and then I remember we said that they should go with a solid color. They went with all blue. Yeah, which I it's a dark ass blue. I think it looks, it looks it looks good. Honestly, I kind of want them to not only they're gonna rock it this year, but I kind of want them to add it to the rotation because I a lot of people a lot of Astros fans like the orange jerseys, 
Yeah. But I think these look better than the orange jerseys. And they do look better. And well, they'll, they'll wear them because Boston did it. They had that little run where they didn't lose a game when they wore their jerseys. Right. Their City Connect. So it 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 doesn't limit the team. They can wear them whenever they want. Of course, they wear them in their debut series. Yeah, April, but they can wear them after that. Yeah, I think they go um, wear them April 20th, 420. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. And um, I'm not saying they're as good as uh, the ones that they've shown off, but I kind of want to see that same design, but in white. Ooh. I think white would look cool like as well. White on white? Well, white with the, the colors they already have. No, but like white pants, white jersey? Dang, that would look really clean. So that you should add that to the rotation, Houston Astros, because I know you're part of the program this year, but that is such a cool look. Yeah, it was a good look. And it's not good. H-Town either. And it's not a, I'm so glad they didn't go H-Town because I know you were like, well, that's part of Houston, but like that's already been done. It's already... Everyone knows, like, oh, H-Town, yeah, that's Houston, but no, you got to go something different. I like Space City. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I like the little patch where it has, like, the Lunar Lander on the side, on, in the patch. I think that's great. I think it's badass. I agree. So, Astros fans, you can look even cooler while we yell and make fun of you even more. And another thing, <laughs> I, I know, <laughs> but another thing I do want to bring up, um, I go through Reddit a lot. And oh I saw a post on base on a baseball page where someone posted a picture of outside the uh, Houston Minute Maid Park, their pro shop. There was a huge line. There should that be that day that it was, there was that they debuted them and that people were there to buy them. There was a huge line, long line. It was a long. It, I was like, that's cool. Yeah, but the City Connect program, I love it. I just want yeah, more and more and more. So, uh, I don't know who's next. Who is the Royals? Are Kansas, they next? Kansas City, I believe. I think Kansas City is next. And I think the Angels. No. Angels, Kansas City, Rockies, Angels. Yeah, Angels are in June. And I think there's one more. Was it Twins? No, it wasn't Twins. I forgot off the top of my uh, head. I, I forgot to. I know those oh, Brewers. Are in there, though. Brewers. Brewers, that's right. Brewers, Brewers, Brewers. That's right. But uh, I'm curious. I'm still hyped up for the Rockies ones. Oh yeah, which uh, I I don't know. I might get one. Not well, of any player. No, it's okay to get I other jerseys. Get it depends on how they look. If I don't like it, I ain't getting it. But if I like it, I might just get one just to have one and yeah. maybe wear it every once in a while. Yeah, I I've decided I'm gonna get the. I don't know if I mentioned this before. I'm gonna get the Chicago White Sox Southside with Luis Robert. I'm <sighs> a, I'm adding that to my jersey collection. So get these jerseys now, Chris, because years from now. If you don't get them, I don't care if they're from another team, dude. If you don't get the ones you really, really like, you're going to tell me, man, I should have gotten them. Red Sox just lost. God damn it. That was uh, almost a tie anyway. game. That was almost a tie game right there. Yeah. But I did like the Houston National jerseys. Um, all the haters, they'll, they'll hate regardless. But, I mean. Like I say, you can look so much cooler when we all make <laughs> fun of you. But I mean, give credit where credit's due. The jerseys look clean. The all blue and socks and the and the number on the thigh. It just looked badass. Um but yeah, we'll see. I think Kansas City is next. I'm curious to see what they go with now. Like I have no idea what they're gonna do with Kansas City. Yeah, and we talked Missouri. Yeah, it's not Kansas like sp- uh super band. <laughs> like what what like what the hell is in Missouri? I don't I have no idea. The arch in St. Louis, but that's not theirs and yeah. Like I said, we talked a few weeks ago, either the Kansas City Monarchs or like a barbecue brownish red. Barbecue brown. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That would be pretty cool. 
But um, aside from the Houston Astros City Connect jerseys, I don't know if there's anything else we can we could touch on. I think uh, that might be it for now. But for uh, now, for now, I'm uh, we'll try to put on an episode every week. Um, but I do want to bring up that uh, I do tomorrow here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. April 12th is opening day for the Albuquerque Isotopes, AAA yes. affiliate of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, I do currently work for the Isotopes. Yes. I am the, I will work in the home clubhouse close to the players. So and, it will be great. Tomorrow's my first opening day with that team. And I'm so excited. My mother and I will be going tomorrow opening nights. Sweet. But to see your transition from your previous line of work to what Which, uh, I won't get into it really not nothing to get into very different yes it 100% very different A completely different environment and completely different line of work but I'm really happy about it it's be pretty working I mean I've already met a lot of the players yeah and it's it's pretty badass but we'll see how it goes for this season yeah it's, it's been so cool to see you make this transition into this new not just job, but your passion, and I love baseball. This is your not just your inaugural season, but like you said, you already have cool stories. And I'm just looking forward to not only going to the park and hanging out with you when I can, but all the stories and experiences you're going to go through this season, yeah. being a part of a clubhouse here in Albuquerque. So very awesome. But uh, now, would you like to uh, go into? Uh, what I would like to start on this podcast weekly during the season is series picks, series picks. And obviously um, I know we've mentioned this before, but just to reiterate to our listeners, we're always going to mention our team series as they happen. But every week we're going to pick a series of not just intriguing matchups, but of teams that we don't usually watch during the season. True. So I would like to start with uh, my series pick, if you don't mind. Go ahead. So as of today, um, Monday, April 11th, 2022, my first series pick of the season will be the Seattle Mariners at the Chicago White Sox, I believe. I don't know if that's in Chicago or, or Seattle. It's in Chicago. It starts tomorrow. It's a three-game set, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I will watch all three games and reason I'm picking this series is because teams both teams are really young and they we have mentioned them in our predictions for the season and I just want to see not just them compete these two young teams but I want to just see Julio Rodriguez versus Luis Robert and we both know well I have the Mariners winning their division and the White Sox winning their division yes so Okay, that's interesting. So this is a good uh, start to see where these young teams uh, head off. Currently, as of this recording, the Mariners are two and one, and the White Sox are two and one. So as I said, three I game set. Yes, three game set. Okay, starts tomorrow, and ends Thursday. And uh, I will report next episode how that series goes, and I will do my best to cover both teams unbiased and just enjoy a competitive series between two young and up, upcoming teams. Uh, and these series that I'm going to pick are two teams in the same division where nobody has these 
either of these teams winning their division, uh, the Padres and the Giants, play each other. For game one today, game two tomorrow, and game three on Wednesday. So we'll see how that goes. And no later than that, Padres play the Braves next in San Diego. So that'll yeah. be interesting. Okay. And the cool pa- uh, Padres will be playing them in San Francisco. But I will be looking at that because I'm very curious about these two teams because no one has them on their radar. Everyone's got the Dodgers. Yeah, I did pick the Giants to win the division, but still, it's it's still going to be tough no matter what. And yeah, these two teams, I know everyone talks about Giants-Dodgers, but Giants-Padres could become pretty interesting. They could. In the division never race. know. And right now, Dodgers not looking too hot right now. They are, what are they, one and three? Or one and two. I think, and it, two. I think it's a Christmas miracle that the Rockies even beat them once. Yeah. But as you said, early season. Yeah. Very, very early season. You can't really judge your team or anybody else's team on three, four games. Uh, I certainly don't. Because uh, right now my team is one and four. Who cares? We'll see how this uh, upcoming week goes. I want to brawl, man. <laughs> I want to brawl so bad. I want one. I don't know. Right now, Red Sox, Yankees, like, don't really have beef. So, no, I, really I, see I disagree. One there. The beef is already brewing. I don't think so. There's really nothing to beef about right now. No. I mean, we beat them in the wild card, but, eh, forget and forget. There's no one on that team where... We have no beef with anybody. Josh Donaldson, no. Gary Sanchez is no longer there. He doesn't like do stare downs anymore. And Judge is worried about money. Giancarlo Stan is the only one who's really hitting all over us right now. And then Garrett Cole's over there crying in a corner. So he's got his own demons to fight. <laughs> um But right now, I don't know. I don't I don't see no rivalry for this year so far but I wanted to change I want to fight I I, I want to fight I want to brawl well I really hope uh, it happens how you want it because Amir Garrett will find someone to fight like, I love Amir Garrett though. like in no time so I love Amir Garrett. we'll see what happens first uh, a brawl that you want or a brawl that Amir Garrett just because starts because I'll tell you what Josh <laughs> Josh Donaldson will watch what he say because he's a Yankee and he will probably never provoke a fight or any bench clearing because he's a Yankee. That's <laughs> what Yankees do to those players. They 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 butter them up and they make them all business and they can't do nothing or say nothing. That's what they did to Rufin Odor last season and they made him into just a little fairy. Josh Donaldson, when he played the Red Sox, in one of the games he struck out three times. If he was with any other team, he'd be throwing equipment on the ground and he would have been yelling something. We've but he it. didn't do that. We've seen it before, he's right? The Yankees. Right, we've seen it before, but as you just said, he's part of the Yankees now. Yeah, so but that's what that team does to you. Anyway, Juan Soto's at the plate. Let's he's, let's let's do this quick little thing right now. He's got two oh count, three oh count, he's probably gonna walk. Dude. Yeah, he's already walked already. Yeah, yeah. Juan Soto walked with Nationals Twitter. But uh, he's, he has 3 0, top of the third. Atlanta's up 1 0. He's on a 3 0. Do you think he swings here? Yes. I think he swings. He's got the green light. It's one Soto. He's always got green light. Pitch high, and he walks. Two walks for oh, one well. Soto. Yep. Which is great because we get points for that in our, in our, in our fantasy. Yes. We get points for walks. Yes. That's good. 
But I am really excited to do these weekly series picks with you and just meet you and learn not just learning about other teams, but just having fun. Wait, one last thing. I am a hundred percent completely jealous of the Atlanta Braves World Series ring. Oh, those are awesome. Oh my god. I, I am so jealous. I love our 2019 rings, but these Atlanta Braves rings so they make pretty. our rings look like they're from a a, a, a little cracker jack box. Yeah, <laughs> they make our rings look like they're from a 25 cent little thing you turn with a quarter, dude. the The ring opens up. It says we are those in quotes, which if anybody doesn't know, Jock Peter says we are those motherfuckers, which is awesome that they put that in the ring. Holy shit, that is badass. Yep. It opens up. It even lights up. The stadium that's there. And then they have red rubies on every single home run that was hit. The I like the deepness of the side cut of the of the uh the where the bricks are and then all the diamond I'm so jealous of their ring. Hey, I'm so I, jealous. And this is just me being, you know, appreciative and grateful, but after what happened to the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl a few years ago, the city of Atlanta deserves those big shiny championship rings. Those are nice rings, man. But it, even though it does open up into the stadium, um, uh, I did love how the Milwaukee Bucks ring, the top of it turns into a pendant for a oh, chain. I remember that. That was badass. That was last year's. No? Yes. It was last year's. Yeah, the Bucks beat the Suns yes. in the NBA Finals. Yes. Their ring, I love that feature. So I kind of thought maybe Atlanta won't copy them because it's already been done. But I love that that top of the ring is a pendant for a chain that's badass but atlanta rings atlanta braves rings their fans i'm so jealous um i even think that uh atlanta braves uh the stadium are doing something where they're giving out like a nachos or something if you give like 60 bucks extra or whatever they give you a commemorative ring i love it i think if it's like 2000 or something you get a replica ring as well which i mean if you're an atlanta braves Hard fan, why aren't you getting one? I can see a lot of people in Atlanta get oh, those. Oh, yeah. Like, I have four of my commemorative rings, but, I mean, I would love a replica ring. Like, oh, man. But I'm jealous. Atlanta Braves fans, you guys have a badass ring on love your finger. It. Damn, that thing's gorgeous. I love the all gold. I'm a fan of 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 of, uh, of gold. Our, our ring is silver, but, or white gold, but I love gold, man. That... Oh, I'm so jealous of the ring. I love gold. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, damn, that thing's gorgeous. I can't wait till... Uh, I don't know when Freddie Freeman is getting his. Does, are they playing the Braves pretty I'm, soon? I'm pretty sure. Have to. In the next few months. Yeah. Ronald but, Acuna Jr. should hand him his ring. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Ronald Acuna Jr., I don't know why he has a ring, but he's on the Braves, so I guess we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I can't wait to see him come back, but... uh. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for listening to episode number eight. Uh, We'll be back uh, hopefully next week for episode nine. And uh, we'll see what our series ends up to. And we'll see if there's more news to be had. And we'll see if my Red Sox can actually have a winning record by then. Same goes for for my Halos and Nationals. I hope so, man. But uh, thank you again. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Adios.